What's shaking, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1389 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. And mastering productivity, discipline, and focus was so critical to my success, and my latest project, Fire Nation, will guide you in mastering just that in 100 days. Visit selfmasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's guest, Scott Beebe. Scott, are you prepared to ignite? JLD, did you hear that explosion behind <sighs> Golly, man, I'm ready to rock and roll. I love it. Scott founded MyCoachingOnPurpose.com. He's coaching small, faith-based, non-governmentals who need the same liberation and cannot afford it. Scott, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, man. So we're so excited about what's going on with my coaching on purpose. And uh, it really was launched out from our, our flagship platform, My Business on Purpose. And uh, that's where what we do, and you'll see uh, how these roll together. We liberate small business owners from the chaos of working on the details and the minutia and constantly putting out fires. No offense to you, JLD, <laughs> but constantly putting out fires. Guys live in that world, and we're trying to liberate them from that and then give them sanity, give them their lives back so that they can begin to work on their business from a distance. And we're taking that same, very same thing to small faith-based nonprofits who just simply can't afford it. So we're doing both and. And let's get some personal glimpses. All right. So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Ashley and I are peering into almost almost our 18th year wow. of marriage. And uh, 1998 until now, we've been chugging along and just having a delightful time. She is a hero. She's a fourth grade teacher. And right now, she's got 30, 38 little souls that she is investing. In fact, I was up at the school this morning. Go check in and saw her, and the impact she's making on lives is incredible. So it inspires cool. me. And then we've got three little monkeys at home, JLD. <laughs> 15, one just turned 15 yesterday, uh, 13, and then we've got our third one peering in on the tween years at 11. So we have a ball of fun at our place. Scott, you have a lot going on. You have a family, you have this, you have that. The reality is you got bills to pay, as we all do as entrepreneurs. And, and that's where we kind of like to start because, you know, a lot of people, they might jump out and see like, you know, faith-based, non-governmentals, like not-for-profits, like all this stuff. They might think like, ooh, like how do you actually generate revenue in those type of areas? So how do you, Scott, make money for your business today? Through the Business on Purpose platform, we have three streams or a three-pronged approach to it. Number one, and one we don't ever want to give up. You know, you and I had a conversation on my podcast, yeah. the Business on Purpose podcast, months ago, and you really struck a chord uh, with one of the statements that you made, and that was, do things that don't scale. Mm -hmm. And so this is the element of our business that will never scale, and that is one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, where we specifically target vision, mission, values, systems, and processes on the back end of a small business. So we primarily work with small business owners under 25 employees for the most part. And, uh, and so that's the one stream that we'll always want to hit on and have around because that's the inspiration of what we get to do when we scale that. Uh, service. And so that leads into our second stream, which is group coaching. And we've got a couple of masterminds growing, uh, but that's evolving into group coaching around this niche of vision, mission, value systems processes. And then that's leading us into our third stream. And eventually we're going to get to a large scale of online products. We haven't quite launched our first one. We've got it fully baked, ready to go, uh, but we've been devoting so much attention to group coaching and the uh, fantastic results we're seeing there. We've got our first product is the how to create a family vision online course. And we birthed that because so many of the one-on-one -on -one clients I had, we would get done articulating the vision story, John, and they'd go, wait a second, I need to do this for my family. Right. 
And so we developed that product specifically to help them. And then we got to thinking, wait a second, there's a larger group of people who really could see value from this. Paul Graham, the founder of Y Combinator Fire Nation, which is Silicon Valley, scale, 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 leverage, leverage, leverage. He is famous for saying the words, do things that don't scale. Mm. Because Fire Nation, we don't we want to grow. We want to scale. We want to leverage in certain areas, and we should be. That's how businesses do grow larger and evolve. But we can never forget the core value of what got us there. And what got us there was those one-on-one engagements, was those conversations. Because when you can talk to your customers, your clients, your fans, your followers, and you can say, what are you struggling with? And then listen to their answer, their pain point, obstacles, challenges, struggles, and then create the solution for them in the form of a product service community. That's a great way to build a business. Mm. And Scott sees that, and he's doing it. And I hope you do too, Fire Nation. Now, Scott, you're a very positive guy. I mean, it's right there in your branding. But let me ask you this. You've had your ups. You've had your downs. You know reality is just a roller coaster for entrepreneurs. What is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? Take us there. Tell us that story. I'm going to take you deep inside. Um, Ashley and I graduated the University of South Carolina, the other USC. See, I'm flipped across the continent from you right <laughs> the now. The Gamecocks, right? Yeah, Gamecocks. Right. And, uh, and we met at Carolina, and uh, we graduated there. And I ended up studying theology at a seminary in Fort Worth, Texas, John. Went out there for three years after, uh, after university and graduated with a graduate degree in divinity and in theology. And when I left there, while I was there, I was actually uh, pushing reference materials to CPA, CFPs. I was a telesales guy. You talk about honing the craft of sales. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was calling CPAs and CFPs all over the country uh, and, and selling them reference materials that were really valuable. And so I learned selling in that environment while I was learning theology at the same time. Graduated, ended up going to work for Pfizer, a large pharmaceutical multinational corporation. Great opportunity and uh, worked there for a couple of years. And John, I really wrestled with how to integrate work and faith and all of this deep seated conviction that I had. How, how does all of that integrate with work and life? Because one of the myths of business to me is that, quote, it's just business because it's not. It's all integrated. You have a tough day at work. You're going to bring that home to some extent. And it's going to affect every area of life. So about that time, a buddy of mine called and asked if I'd come on staff at a church in the mid-cities, right outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. Anybody's flown in there, you've driven right past this church, pretty sizable church, and I was on staff there. Well, part of their growth strategy was to plant churches around the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. So they took a buddy of mine, sent him up to North Fort Worth, and he planted a church. And then Ashley and I, we had about 10 folks, 10 brave souls to go down south with, uh, with us, South Fort Worth, and they were fired up, ready to ignite and plant this new church. And so we did that. And John, we grinded, grinded, grinded in this culture that was so outside. It, it, it's amazing to be in the United States of America and be so outside of the culture that you're comfortable and familiar with. And we went day after day, week after week. I did stuff in planning that church that I never thought I would do in my lifetime. I set up children's toys. I mean, I every Tuesday, I would lock myself in a library uh, just to go study and prep to teach the, the the coming Sunday. I mean, it was it was a grind week after week after week. We had incredible volunteers who ground with us, um, and they went and they went and they went. Well, I got tagged by a church planning coach. I don't know if you even knew there were such a thing, but there are. And he tagged me based on my profile set as a serial church planter. <laughs> now, I guess that's good. I don't know. I know serial killer is not a good thing, no, but no, serial no. church planter. 
And so about two years in, we started to set up the church so that we could pass it off to local leadership and then move on and plan another one. And so we did that and ended up moving out here to the East Coast and helped a guy plan a church. Well, meanwhile, we passed it off the leadership. And my buddy who had gone up north today, they've got thousands of members, a couple uh, campuses. I mean, it's just exploded. It's grown. And that church we planted, John, it just imploded, fell apart. And it crushed us uh. because when you're in that moment, you take everything personally. And it wasn't the fault of the leadership that we had passed it off of. What I realized as we'd gone down is it was my fault. Mm. You know, Jocko Wilnick writes a great book, Extreme Ownership. And at the end of the day, you got to take ownership for it. And I had to take ownership for that. And you talk about a gut punch to the pride. Uh, that was it for me. There's a lot of great books that are out there. One of the best is a book called Success Principles. And in the first chapter, they focus on taking responsibility. If you are going to be successful, you are going to take responsibility for things that happen in your life. And it might not always seem fair, but the reality is until you just say, hey, I am taking responsibility for these events, boom, that's when you start going down that road to success, Fire Nation. So mm. I love this story for that reason, Scott. Like That's one of my biggest takeaways from that book and from your story is the importance of taking responsibility, learning, improving, pivoting if needed, and moving forward. And just one or two sentences, Scott, what do you want to make sure our listeners get from your story? John, it's one of the reasons that I listen to your show is because your commentary on, on and, and perspective on outside stories is important. And it's just what you said. It's the fact that you've ultimately got to take the ownership of that and then move on uh, as you tweak and gain perspective. Let's talk about an aha moment. You've had a lot of these throughout your career. You've had some great ones. You've had some ones that maybe fizzled out. What is one of your greatest aha moments to date? Tell us that story. It's going to sound a little backwards because it's almost going to sound uh, like one of my worst entrepreneurial moments. So I call this my, my uh, pre-best entrepreneurial moment or my aha, if you will. And that is uh, about a year and a half ago, I was the executive director of a small non-governmental organization. So I'd shifted back and forth my work with Pfizer and then with the church. I went back to Pfizer for another six years or so. And while we were there, we'd been working in Nigeria since 2005 doing humanitarian work and, and just going over. I'd spent about a month of my life every year over in Nigeria, different, a couple of different trips per year. We had dear friends over there and we were doing some really fun work. And about 2013, the organization that we'd been working with asked if I would leave Pfizer and come on to be their full-time uh, executive director. And so we did that. We made the jump. I was nervous. I was scared, made the jump. And as time went on uh, to make a very long story uh, abbreviated, we had a hostile takeover within the organization. One of the board members, who was also a trustee, had a lot of fiat power. I've learned a lot about board of directors since that time and ended up kind of making a hostile takeover unbeknownst to the other board members who were very intelligent, very sharp people, by the way. And uh, on February 27th, I got on a plane in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's where our offices were in that area uh, here in the U.S. I got on a plane to come back home. And I was unemployed for the first time in my life. 39 years old, uh, Ashley and I, uh, I walked into a very quiet house. It was about 1 a.m. in the morning, uh, Saturday morning when I finally got back. Our three kids are in bed. Everybody's asleep. And dad's mind's just racing at this point, thinking, what in the world? And a month prior, uh, I had had the opportunity to meet a wonderful guy by the name of Dan Miller and another wonderful guy by the name of Aaron Walker. 
because I had gone to dance coaching with excellence. And what had happened while I was there, I had gone there to learn to be a better coach for that little bitty organization so I could coach our team members both here in the U.S. and in Nigeria. Little did I realize that that was prepping the groundwork for relationships that have now blossomed and budded into something really spectacular where Aaron Walker has become my business coach and Dan Miller has become my virtual mentor of sorts. And we launched within about three days of me getting laid off, totally unknown that that was coming, honestly. In fact, I had a plan to pull the plane up and get us out of that. And because the board had all decided to step down at one time because of this hostile takeover, they were responsible for hiring me. And so they also felt the responsibility since they weren't going to be there that they needed to dissolve that position because they weren't going to be there to support me. And so that's what led to that. And it's also, and this was the aha, this is what led to two of my friends who both own business ears locally to call me and call me out and say, Scott, you've got this gift. Now come use it. Give us a proposal and show us how you can come serve our small businesses. And so I did. They were gracious. And that was the launching point for the Business on Purpose platform. I mean, Fire Nation, there's a lot that I take away from this, but I really want to stress from my perspective, the value of surrounding yourself with the right people, because you are going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And what does Scott do? He took that step forward. He invested in himself. He found Dan Miller, which led him to Aaron Walker, which led him to this, to that, to that. That started that chain reaction of awesome for Scott that never would have happened if he hadn't taken that first step. So how are you surrounding yourself with the right people, Fire Nation? And you need to start doing this now, today. Start bringing your average up as we speak. Now, Scott, that's my big takeaway. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that story? So let's follow this chain reaction point that you made because I was a follower of Seth Godin. So I was reading somebody from a distance, right? Seth is from a distance. And then I began to look him up on a road trip out to Texas for one of our board meetings. And I found a guy by the name of John Lee Dumas running a podcast (laughs) called Entrepreneur on Fire. And he was interviewing Seth Godin. So I thought, all right, I want to hear Seth. I knew nothing about you. Of course not. And so I pulled up this podcast and I thought, wow. Seth's good as always, but man, this guy's pretty good too. And I started listening to more podcasts and then I heard a guy named Aaron Walker, Mm. success to significance. And I thought, huh, that resonates. And then I began to get turned on to a guy named Dan Miller. So it all worked backwards from the beginning and ended up here. And so I want to highlight the chain reaction point. I don't want to keep agreeing with your points, but (laughs) keep making great points. And it really is that chain reaction. So who is your virtual mentor now? Find ways to get closer to them and then find the guys that they're surrounding or are being surrounded by them and get closer to them as well. Scott, what's your biggest weakness? Uh, by far, one of the things that, uh, as I thought through this, uh, it is succumbing to the voices in my head uh, over and over and over again. I have a real struggle with that, John, is to be really honest and really vulnerable about that, is I have a lot of times uh, that there are voices in my head that tell me, uh, not just simplistically like you can't do it, but like the ship's going down. Mm. It's in flames. <laughs> Your bank account's not going to make it. I mean, I'm talking about violent verbiage, um, not just like you're not good enough. Um, it's violent, it's painful, and it's frustrating, which, again, is why I've got to surround myself by great people. After you and I get done, I'm on Aaron's Mastermind here in about 45 minutes, and I'm going to be surrounded by great people. And uh, if I bring those voices up, they'll pound them back down. Well, you make sure to tell Aaron, thank you for the mints. He'll know exactly what I'm talking (laughs) about. What is your biggest strength? I had a civil engineer who are wildly cerebral people. We were sitting down and this was before I was paying or asking anybody to pay me for coaching. And we'd meet every week. And finally, about three months in to us having our little chats, 
he looked at me across the table and his red hair and his thoughtful, sweet <laughs> smile. And he said, Scott, you help me uncover the things I can't see. And I thought, that's what I do. Wow. I can't fix cars. I can't fly jet planes. I can't build houses. I can't do so many things. But I can help people uncover the things they can't see. I can't explain it. It's an intuition. But I've got it. And I finally started to embrace it. You have a lot of things going on right now that you're fired up about. I mean, you are surrounded by the right people. You are impacting a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners, fill in the blank. What's the one thing you're most excited about today? We have gone into a partnership about three months ago. I was reaching out to a guy named Enoch Sears, the Business of Architecture podcast. He's actually out of California. And uh, we were talking about potentially bringing this concept of vision, mission, values, systems, and processes to the architectural space through a podcast interview. And as we got to talking, we thought, wait a second, we've got a great group coaching Mm. curriculum and platform through this because architects, man, they love to design but they hate doing (laughs) W-2s and taxes and (laughs) social media and all of these things that require systemization. I mean, you know this well. And so we decided to build a group coaching platform specific to architects called the Architectural Firm Freedom Formula. Well, we're in our third month of that and the testimonials are going. I mean, we've got Harvard design trained architects who are telling us that this is great. (laughs) And so all of a sudden that'll spur confidence in you pretty well. Well, as I've started to talk to other business owners, I've realized, wait a second, there's a real, a real defined need for this right. cross industry. And so we are now launching the four steps to business freedom group coaching platform. And we're starting our first group in two weeks with eight business owners cross uh, industries. And I could not be more fired up about that. Well, Fire Nation, you're going to hear amazing things that are going to fire you up and then some in our lightning round. But before we get there, we're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, you've decided it's time to grow your team and you can't wait to have someone on board who can help you with the day-to-day tasks in your biz. But finding the perfect hire is tough. That's why when it comes to hiring, we recommend ZipRecruiter.com. In fact, we've just hired our newest team member using ZipRecruiter. Find candidates in any city, industry, and nationwide. All it takes is one click to post your job to 100 plus job sites. Then watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. The best part is there aren't any emails or calls to juggle. We just screened our candidates, we rated them, and then we hired the right person fast. Find out today why Zip Recruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free by visiting ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. And just one more time, try it for free, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and debit cards. Scott, we're back, and I have a question for you. Are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Bro, I'm so (laughs) pumped. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You talk incessantly. In fact, we joke with Aaron that (laughs) JLD's got a man crush on Aaron Walker, but you talk incessantly about success 
to significance. And it was one of the first things that when I heard when your interview went with Aaron and, and you latched onto that and Aaron started talking about, and lo and behold, that has really become a, 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 a kind of the motto or the battle cry for his platform. I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I, I resonate with that. I resonate with that. About four weeks ago, Aaron had us all out to an ISI mastermind group out in Texas. He said, just get yourselves out there and we're going to go out there and have a big mastermind weekend. 40 of us all in the same place. And man, it was powerful. And we had a moment where guys were standing up and they were talking about you know who they were and why they were here and all that. Everybody kept saying the same thing, success to significance. I had success, but I want to get to significance. And it hit me square between the eyes. This was what was holding me back. I spent a life pounding out significance over and over and over again in the church world, the nonprofit world, our time in Nigeria, in seminary, in FCA leadership, and all this stuff. I was pounding out significance. I was, I was begging for opportunities for more significance. And what I'd never allowed myself to have was the freedom to have success mm. because I felt like I had to give all of my stuff away because as a pastor, as a leader of a nonprofit, uh, at that, it, it, it kind of gets ingrained inside of you. Yeah, if you want counseling, I'll just give it to you for free. Well, I don't have to preach to you. I don't have to preach to the EO Fire audience. You start giving enough stuff away from free, <laughs> and that stuff, that bird just begins to fly. And eventually it runs out of gas because nobody takes it serious because there's no perceived value. And so I have, this is fresh for me, John. In the last four weeks, I have finally realized what was holding me back. And it wasn't just fear, but it was the fear of granting myself the access to actually have and enjoy success. What a great realization. Now, of all the advice that you've gotten, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Whatever you do locally, do it globally. And whatever you do globally, do it locally. Scott, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I think it's probably pretty obvious. I'm, I'm a faith-driven kind of guy. And for me, uh, there's a lot of discussion around early morning rituals and habits. And for me, it's very much that way. I actually tie it together Sunday night and Monday morning, I would say that uh, that is kind of my morning for the week. It starts at around 7.30 Sunday evening when I fire up my computer and I spend two to three hours going through email. See, I've got an autoresponder set on my email that if you email me through the week, it's not me being rude or ugly. I've just come to this over the last couple of months, but I fire an email right back to you, say, thanks so much. I have the privilege of working with heroic small business owners. And so usually I set aside time Sunday nights to get back with email. So that starts my Monday morning is Sunday night. And then when I get up Monday morning, I spend time uh, reading God's word. And then I spend time praying for people that I have on my list. I love that. And when people say, John, like, what's your daily routine? I always say, well, we got to rewind to the day before because my daily uh, routine starts the night before when I'm getting to bed at a reasonable hour, when I'm setting my priorities straight to when I wake up, I can literally and figuratively be on fire. And you got to have your 16 gallons of water when you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> got to take an inner bath, Fire That's Nation. Right. Share an internet resource, Scott, like Evernote with Fire Nation. I'm bullish on Google Drive, but let me take a little bit deeper. Uh, the reason I love Google Drive is not just because you can both host and create within the platform, but in what I preach in articulating vision, mission, values, and then defining out your systems and processes, everything within Google Drive can be cross-linked. Uh, and there's a host of other apps that you can use, obviously. But I can, w we can take a business owner's organizational chart, put it on one Google drawing, mm -hmm. and we can get to the entire business, job roles and processes, hundreds and thousands of processes from one Google page. It's powerful. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
Harvard-trained surgeon named Dr. Atul Gawande. You're going to call me the biggest geek you've ever had on your show, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, but he wrote a book called The Checklist Manifesto. If you want to systematize and automate your business, this is a great foundational place to start because you're going to have to do it through checklist at some point. And this is the checklist manifesto. You will learn where checklist came from. And there are some powerful, powerful, life-changing, you hear me right, it's life-changing stories out of this one book by Atul Gawani. He's also got a TED Talk, by the way. I do not think you're the biggest geek, but you're probably in the top 10%, Scott. So I don't know how that makes you feel. <laughs> yes! <laughs> now, oh, great. this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would quickly, because I believe in my platform, I would quickly find 10 other guys who would take our Four Steps to Business Freedom group coaching platform. They would take over the URL, fourstepstobusinessfreedom.com. They would take over that whole thing and begin coaching small business owners. Then what I would do with Ashley and my three kids is I would uh, take Chris Gillibo's insight, mm. sign up for as many airline points as I possibly could, because I'm only around seven more days, right? right so right. I don't have to worry about the carts. Sign up. I would get hundreds of thousands of miles, and I would begin with my family day one through seven. We would hit an, a global city once a day. I would coach one person from the road, hit a Facebook Live to record it so my kids had my words when I was gone, and we would start in Tangiers, Morocco. We would go next to Istanbul, and we would finish up in Lagos, Nigeria. Wow. I feel like you put some thought into this, which I love because those are pretty unique areas and uh, they are now on my two visits list. Scott, we started on fire. Let's end on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. I'll go back to one of the things that I said, and, and this is for whatever your background, from whatever uh, perspective you come from. Number one, articulate your vision story. It doesn't matter how shiny or how slick your systems or processes are. If you don't know your destination, they become pretty irrelevant pretty fast. The second thing, and I'll reiterate, is whatever you do locally, find a place to do it globally. John, you've been a great example of this the last few months with the Freedom Journal. Whatever you do globally, do it locally. And you can do that through the power of business. And so the place you can find me, if you go to four steps to businessfreedom.com, that gives all the insight as in terms of what we do, especially with our group coaching platform. And John, remind me of the last one. That was it. I was going to say goodbye for that. Perfect. But not quite yet because Fire Nation, <laughs> you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with SB and JLE yes. today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Scott in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And one more time, the URL for you, Scott. So it's four steps to businessfreedom.com all spelled out. Four steps to businessfreedom.com. And Scott, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Scott and myself. And there is one commonality that entrepreneurs have, and it's that they know how to set and accomplish goals. So we have created a free eight-day goals course for you, Fire Nation. Visit freegoalscourse.co. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.
Are you looking for top quality lesson videos and practice questions that will help you prep for your next test? Magusha's online test prep is the easiest way to prep for the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, TOEFL, or Praxis. Visit magoosh.com, that's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com, and get 20% off with promo code FIRE at checkout. Are you ready to find your perfect hire but not sure where to start? When it comes to hiring, we recommend ZipRecruiter.com. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. 